Welcome to the Kingdoms Insider Podcast. I'm Craig McCarroll, joined by my beautiful wife, Andrea McCarroll. I am the founder and the creator of Guns and Fitness. Get your mind right and the rest is going to follow. We uh, work with nutrition and f- a fitness program that will uh, starts with the mindset first. Andrea, what are we up to today? Hey guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back and supporting us and all of your awesome feedback and kind words as Craig and I explore this new arena of podcasting and sharing how we build our kingdoms by our own rules. So we're wrapping up summer, super excited for all of our accomplishments. I say super excited like every episode. I'm super excited. I need like a shot collar on my <laughs> wrist. That's like, so every single time I say super excited, you shock me. Okay. 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 Anyways, I'm, I'm down with that. We are excited. About, <laughs> we're excited <laughs> to wrap up summer and look back at the past couple months on everything that we've accomplished with kids here full time, which is crazy. And I dreaded it and was sick to my stomach leading up to summer, but I'm like, I did it. I freaking did it. Good job. You know, so that's um, a, that's a celebration right there. I think Cheers so. a glass, especially as like challenging as the kids get. It seems like they're more challenging now wanting to always go out on their own. It's almost like it's, it's like a different form of babysitting with their phones and knowing where they are and like giving well, them it's their this middle ground of like, yeah, I'm an adult now so or they weird. think they are. Yeah. If you think about like caveman days, that's kind of what it is. Like, yeah. So we're letting age. them out. So I'm a mess, I think, but, um, yeah, we're so we had a elementary school now and into junior high. Yeah. They're going to middle school. So yeah, we're just excited to um, everything that's about to come and to kick off this all these really new exciting things that we have coming up with some crazy um, dream catching goals that Craig and I have that we're about to share with you guys and start talking about and really get committing because once you put stuff out there, you can't take it back. So we're going to be committed to you guys to following our dreams of the next season of our lives. Um, So yeah, so this week's episode is all about mindset. And so we have a pretty awesome uh, episode that we had the chance to interview somebody who was a something so incredible with mind over matter. So, um, Craig, I'll let you kind of go into the bio with, um, who we interviewed and why. Well, I am super excited. Oh, geez, excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super, Southwest uh, Valley uh, super, super too. honored, super excited, super, whatever. I'm super <laughs> everything because this is one of my best friends, um, went from the Marine Corps. Uh, we were in, a recon team together. Scott Lehman is one of the best dudes I've you'll ever meet on the face of the earth. By the time True. you meet him, you will love him and you will, and everybody thinks so. <laughs> he uh, recently, so just a real quick background on Scotty. Scotty was a, uh, I, I met him in, in recon, uh, the recon community. So when we were in Marine recon, he was in our team. He was my First, uh, at first, he was the uh, head operator or a radio operator, and then over to uh, moved quickly into the the assistant team leader position, and then from there he was he's always looking to excel, and he's never willing to take shortcuts to get there, and he um, went on to go to got out of the Marine Corps, went into college, and 
went into the best places of college for the, uh, the investment banking world that he comes from now. And he is dedicated and is moving up the ladder in that world and always setting goals for um, constant improvement, constant improvement in his, in his professional life and his family life. And, in, and always wants to challenge himself for a physical goal for this in particular, we right out of the Marine Corps, when I got out in 2009, he called me and said, Hey, let's go do an Ironman, uh, Ironman triathlon. I was like, good to go. So that's just the, a taste of what he, uh, has accomplished in the past. He just keeps on rolling with it. So this one, this goal that he set was in this part of the world is the toughest ultra marathon that is in this part of the world. It's a hundred mile. It's called the Le- uh, ultra Leadville race and look up some history on Leadville. Scotty gets to share with us a lot of about some of that history and gives us a real good breakdown on Leadville and the race. One of the reasons that he reached out to me on this, I would like to plug guns and fitness on this because he reached out for guns and fitness to help him um, with some mindset and whatever else where we could work with the running coach and, and myself, we were able to help him in a little bit on the, uh, on the mindset to finish this race and a little bit of the physical part and, and the nutrition. We were able to set some of that up and, and Scotty shares all of that, that situation with it, with the, um, throughout this podcast. So without further ado, yeah, guys, I want to, it's really crazy to think about his journey that he talks about what he was going through his mind. He talked about, yeah, you know, when I got to mile 40, it's like, holy cow, I can't even imagine <laughs> five mile makes me sick. So to imagine the breakthrough that he had to tap into and the tools and tricks and, um, things like that, that he tapped into to get to mile marker 100 is pretty incredible. So we hope that you guys enjoy this episode. And if you guys have anybody else that you guys are interested in us interviewing that has to do with that mindset and overcoming pretty incredible things, um, please reach out to us. Let us know. You guys should know how to get a hold of us at kingdomsinsider.com. You can find us on our Instagram page at Kingdoms Queen and Craig's Instagram at Coach Craig. We're on Facebook as Andre McCarroll and Craig McCarroll. So for, without further ado, thank you guys so much and enjoy this episode. All right. What's up, Scotty? Thanks so much for taking some time with us over here at the Kingdoms Insider podcast. This is our first interview, and we uh, really appreciate you taking the time to hear tell us all about your story with the ultra marathon Leadville race. I probably screwed that all up, but um, <laughs> we're all we're super excited to have you on the show, man. And um, we appreciate everything that you you uh, stand for and everything that you're doing now. So, um, yeah, tell us, I guess we get, get right into this. I would really like to, um, just hear about all, all about Leadville leading up to it. I know I had a, a little part in that and I got to, um, big part, part of the big, uh, a part of the, uh, the training aspect of it. And, um, would like to hear the, yeah, triumphs and the uh, tribulations that went on and what are you going to be able to take away from this? Yeah. And, uh, just kind of the struggles too. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to 
Andrea, why don't you go ahead and lead us off with this? Yeah, so Sky, like I mentioned before, we always um, start off our interviews with a question to get to know the the host or the person being interviewed. So um, this week's question is going to be, what does accomplishing a goal feel like to you? In this case, it would be the Leadville 100 mile trek. Um, yeah, I, I, mean, I think that, especially given me that I did the race, you know, last year, or I, I attempted the race and failed. Um, I think that there is a no question, um, a feeling of accomplishment, um, and satisfaction for, for completing it this time. Um, that said, I'd, I'd also say that you know, and, and, I've, and I've kind of learned this from Craig and learned this over the years is that I, I think that it's really just about showing up and going through the process of just training and getting better and working on whatever it is, whatever project, craft, sport you're doing. And so while no doubt, I mean, in, for, uh, if, if I'm being honest with you, it was much sweeter crossing the finish line this year than it was getting cut last year at the halfway point. Um, but um, that said, I still, it, there's, there's a, there's a little bit of a sadness to it because that means that the training is all done and the work put in is kind of, and now it's, you know, on to the next thing. And that process of getting better working toward this event was a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, rewarding in the fact that one working with, you know, my running coach over the past couple of years and, and just trying to get better in terms of from a, uh, um, you know, conditioning standpoint, learning how to run hills, learning how to pick up, you know, increase my cadence while then, you know, working with Craig of the past five months or so on my nutrition and on strength and mental, you know, mindset. Um, you know, I was just continuing to improve. So it's, I love the fact that I was able to accomplish the goal that I've set forth to accomplish a couple of years ago. Um, you know, at the same time, I kind of miss it uh, a, a little bit. And I, and I, what I want to do is, is just every day, you know, uh, Saturday was no different than last Monday. It's just get, getting up and doing the, you know, going to work, going to work or going, or, or going to train, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Was there any sort of like high that you were on, which now kind of feels like sign of a depression? Like there's that saying about an astronaut mentality that they spend their entire life from the moment that they're a little boy watching that black and white TV saying, I'm going to go to the moon someday. And once they are, you know, 45 years old and they get to the moon, they commit suicide because they're like, I have nothing else to live for. That was kind of, that's an extreme example, but <laughs> are you going to commit suicide now that you, <laughs> you I was just <laughs> using, I was using the astronaut mentality that you worked up, you spent so much yeah. time and dedication to get to something and usually there's a huge downfall or a depression or like what's next type of thing did you get to experience that at all or are you still riding that high i was looking up fly fishing mandolin chess uh kayak racing last i think over the past couple of days to see what what is next to answer your question i uh no i i am um um it is it i there's no doubt that, that I, you know, now being done that, and, and I thought about it, it's funny you bring this up is that it, it's been every day as guys become more detached from one of the greatest days of my life Sunday, right? Walking across the finish line with my mom, brother, wife, and two guys that I respect, you know, just close friends and respect, um, 
as, as much as any man in the world, you know, walking across the finish line after, you know, a, a goal that I been working on and, and have had some trouble with for the past three years. I mean, it just doesn't, it doesn't get any better than that. There's a beautiful, beautiful moment and beautiful day. And Monday night I flew back to, from Denver to Chicago. And then I had work in New York that night and then flew to New York. And I remember getting on the plane in New York and feeling so good. Like life couldn't get any better. I just left my best friends and family, accomplished a goal I'd set out to accomplish. I was talking to you, uh, both of you guys on the, you know, on the way in. And it's funny, Monday morning was a very different feeling, you know, and, and through the week now it's, it's almost, it's kind of harder to grasp onto what that feeling was like, which is crazy how fast it just dissipates. Yeah. Dang, that's, that's really cool, man. So you got to cross the finish line with, with all, who was it all? It was, uh, yeah, the, uh, uh, the legendary recon marine that we trained with, with in the early 2000s, Vinny Marzi. Uh, um, he came out last second. Uh, Matt Compton, um, who's you know one of my best friends and obviously close friends of yours as well, and uh, um, and also recon marine, and, uh, and then my brother, my mom, and my wife. So you know, it's just it's pretty. Oh, yeah. Ravery condos crossing the finish line together. <laughs> That's awesome. Leadville, I mean, and you have to read about Leadville, Born to Run. By if, for anybody listening, is it's it's a great book that talks about this race. But Leadville's a, a crazy little city, and it's and I, it's 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 a beautiful, crazy little city. And that it was like the place where Doc Holliday and Wyatt Earp and and just these badass cowboys, you know. Uh, uh, lived and acted all acted crazy in the late 1800s, um, you know, around the time of the gold rush. But there's no skiable mountains in Leadville. They're all just pretty brutally uh, rugged. And so oh, really? when they, after the gold rush, and there's a little bit of a silver rush, I believe, as well, people left the town. Um, and so the town basically became a ghost town. And there was just a widespread crime, drug addiction, you know, abuse, et cetera. And that's how this race was created is one of the miners, um, Ken Kluber, who founded this race said, well, what does this town have to offer? Well, God damn it. They have some of the biggest mountains in the country. And if people are crazy enough, we'll, we'll set up a race and see how, see if people, you know, test people's you know courage out there. They can go run, you know, 10,000 feet for, uh, or plus for a hundred miles and just see kind of what they've got. And somehow, randomly enough, it just took off. It was, slow, it was a slow process, but now it's a lifetime fitness bought the race and Leadville's, I wouldn't say it's booming, but it is, uh, it's, it's definitely, you know, it's called a resurgent a resurgence because of this extreme event. Um, and it definitely brings out the, brings out the crazies, which is, uh, is my kind of people. It's pretty funny at the end of the race, people that are one, you have like a, halfway through at the 75 or three quarters way through middle of the night, I'm running up one of the mountains and you have this at the top of the mountain. You have these people that are half naked dancing around to this, you know, crazy like jam band music. And I see this, I look over to my right and I might, maybe I was hallucinating, but I saw a picture the next day of this dancing Tyrannosaurus Rex right on top of the hill. Um, and then you come in and everybody's like cheering, going crazy. People outside of their houses and it's five and or you know six, seven in the morning on Sunday. And so that's a pretty cool, pretty cool experience. That's so awesome. What led you up to? I mean, there's no denying that this is quite a commitment. 
So what led you up to booking that or committing to that accomplishment? Yeah, chasing, I mean, chasing the, the 100 mile going, going for this event. Yeah, like you, I didn't even know that you had attempted it before, that this wasn't your first try. <laughs> so, for, so first off, like you were talking about Leadville. I didn't know the, all the history on Leadville, and I, I find that really interesting. With it, with a, uh, In the ultramarathon world, is this considered one of the toughest ultramarathons out there? Yes, it's uh, and, and the toughest and the oldest, the most historic, just because – so the toughest because – it is over. Um, you are you start at ten thousand feet and you don't go below ten thousand feet the whole race, and that just wow. there's just effects that happen to the human body at that at that altitude. And um, and in addition to that, you climb three pretty big hills, mountains. You know, definitely the last the last climb that you go up and over at the end is a is a you know twelve thousand plus close to thirteen thousand foot uh, peak. And you go up and over to the 50 mile point, and then you have to turn around immediately and come right back up and over and then back to Leadville. So yeah, it's, it's one of the four kind of granddaddies of these, these trail runs. Um, and it's, it's the most challenging because of the altitude and just the mountains out there. That's amazing. I think, um, so leading into Andrea's question about how did you come to the decision to commit to something like this? I kind of know what the answer is because I know you very well and I know myself and and the rest of our recon community, but I want to hear it from you of what, yeah, what was it that was like, all right, man, I want to, I want to go run a hundred miles, never go drop below 10,000 feet, the toughest race in, in this section of the world and yeah, I want to, this is going to really suck and I'm going to love it, but I'm going to hate it and I'm going to suck it up and I'm going to do it. What in the hell would go through somebody's mind to commit to something that atrocious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, honestly, I, I have to, I feel like I, I uh, my wife's name is Jenny and I, I feel like she, this question comes up quite frequently and now she gets it or at least at least tries still probably doesn't but um i mean I, I, when i look back at the moments where that that are most significant and fulfilling to me they're in the moments that i actually remember maybe it's just i i have a bad memory um the the best times are the times that i've that i've really pushed myself to through some hard times um, and either come out the other side or failed and continue to bang my head against the wall until I did. I love, I love, uh, you know, a challenge. Um, I love the adversity, even though I hate it <laughs> going through it. I love it at the end. And, and, uh, um, you know, I, so just knowing what that end result feels like is what led you up to signing up for it again. Yeah. No. And not knowing Andrew, not knowing if I could do it. Yeah. Not knowing if it was, I mean, it sounded so crazy when I heard about it the first time. It didn't even sound like it was a real, like it was real life, but I was captivated by that. Um, very similar to, you know, I grew up in a family that did not have a military background. So learning about the recon Marines and tradition, proud tradition, just being a Marine in general. And then, and then, you know, being a recon Marine and that definitely piqued my interest for, for also similar reasons. Um, their com- camaraderie was also a very key reason for the Marine Corps. Um, 
but but it was but it was part of the challenge of being a part of, of that of that special unit you know that really pushed me to to go in and and and, and go through uh kind of the screening and in doc and try to, to you know to be a part of that unit same the same idea of signing up and asking craig to to join in 2008 say hey let's do this Ironman triathlon when I really didn't know what that meant. I just knew that it was 12 plus hours of, of swimming, running and biking. Um, I think that whenever you put yourself through a, through a tough, through a challenge that requires you to uh, requires a lot, a lot of effort and some, you know, like some adversity and setbacks. I mean, that is the only way you really, for me, that's the only way that I really grow. And when I look back on my life, it's those memories with Craig as I'm walking and he's kind of dragging me through the streets in, in Henderson, uh, Nevada that I remember to the, I mean, I can remember that whole course. Um, and that's, that's kind of fun to look back on. So I think it's the, it's the overcoming the adversity, the challenge that lies within that. And it's the, um, it's also the brother, the, the brotherhood of, of, you know, taking on these challenges with, with a friend, because I think that, what I learned in the Marine Corps and in our, in our recon teams is that I'm still that, that the bonds, you can only grow bonds that are, that are tight through going through tough times with each other. It doesn't have to be physically tough times, but it has to be adversity. Um, and so, you know, the, the, in addition to going through our, going through the Marines, doing the Vegas marathon, you know, continue to keep solidify Craig and I's bond, which was tight already, but, Still, it's a memory we'll always have to share. Um, I, I went with another Marine. I did Ironman Wisconsin in 2015 and uh, with a good friend, Jimmy Sloan. But we always had that experience that we talk about together. Um, and the same with the crew um, that, that went, went out there and paced with me out, you know, in Leadville. Uh, you know, we'll always talk about that and always have that. So that's, that's also a special part. That is really cool. Can you, would you mind sharing um, with our listeners a little bit about a, a dark moment or the super challenging moment that you had experienced or that you kind of remembered? Um, and then what did you have to tap into, whether it was like Craig's awesome <laughs> mindfulness things that you guys kind of went over? Um, or what was it that you were able to tap into at that dark, challenging moment? Or was there several of them? Yeah. Yeah, there was there were several that kind of uh I'd like to think of it as a you know, it's a you kind of nod in and out of those those dark moments, uh dark and then good moments. But you know, one you know, at one point I made it past I got to the top of um of Hope Pass, which is the forty mile at the forty mile point you have to hike up a big mountain, thirteen thousand feet, and then you descend down it into Winfield, so another so former mining town that turned into a ghost town, and you descend in, and you have to make it, and this is where I got cut off last year. And um, So that's kind of like the halfway point, or how far did you make it last year? Yeah, 50 miles. I, got, I missed the 50-mile cutoff by two minutes. Um, and, but I think that there's something to that. I think if my, I knew my daughter was in trouble, you know, and I had to make that cutoff, I didn't know how close I was, but I think there was some mental – stuff going on that actually, Craig, you, you helped me out with a lot through the, you know, getting up and focusing on, focusing on the, the right out of the start of the day, um, just having, setting your mindset in a positive way and then, and having a plan for the day and then documenting that plan at the end of the day and just being very clear about what I'm, 
doing and why. But uh, I'll say that coming back up the mountain, Andrew, to answer your question, um, I was with my, I was with Matt Compton again, very close friend and 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 Marine teammate, and uh, I just ran out of it. I, I could not breathe and, and my legs were just crushed and it was getting dark. And I, I, I you know, I was moving, I was moving forward, but Matt was talking. <laughs> my body was physically moving. I, mean, I, I, I didn't know what I was going to do um, because I could not, I had to like, Matt was humping up and he has a bad knee and he was, but he knew like he had, we were on a mission and, and he was pushing and leading me up the hill and we were in fine comfort, like talking back and forth. Um, and all of a sudden, I just, I couldn't talk anymore. And, you know, if you go on like a hard run where you stopped and it's because you've gone from aerobic to anaerobic, which is not a good thing out there uh, on a long day. And Matt notices this, picks up on it quickly um, and, you know, pulls me aside and said, hey, I wanted to, I wanted to give you something. And, uh, and he pulls out these dog tags and, um you know, quick background on this, that, uh, one of our teammates and one of our Craig and I's close friends, Matt, 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 Matt might've been the closest with him. They grew up very close together, but Buck Smith, he had, uh, the former teammate who was an unbelievable recon Marine and extremely loyal friend. Um, but he's, he, he went through a very tough divorce a couple of years ago and, and, you know, one thing led to another, he had some inner internal battles and we'd been talking to him though, all of us, Craig, Matt, me. Um, and he was going to come out and, um, and, and run with us or crew us. He was, I didn't know if he was in physical condition to run out there, but we bought him a ticket and he was going to come out there and, and crew. And we were really excited because we thought it would be an opportunity to get him in a positive environment. And if you knew Buck, I mean, he's a shit talker with the best of them. So, whether or not he was running that race, he was reminding me that he was going to whoop my ass out there the whole time. So, um, you know, unfortunately, Buck, uh, a week before the race, he, uh, he, he passed away. And we still not sure what happened there. Um, but uh, it was devastating to everybody that knew him, just to know how special he was. And, and so anyway um, – it was a hard, there was a, a dark kind of depressed, sad tent, uh, I guess, if you will, uh, uh, mood over the course of the weekend going out because, you know, I'd see on my email Expedia flight from Savannah and you know, you're fuck, he's supposed to be on that flight. Uh, Matt was supposed to pick him up at the airport and bring him up there. You know, we just, we uh, laughed about how much shit he was going to talk up there and he was going to get up there and couldn't breathe and, we could laugh back at him. And so it was just, it was very sad, but he got on that hill and I was sucking wind and I couldn't talk and I was getting mad, frustrated with Matt because he was pushing me so goddamn hard. And he pulls out the dog tags and clink, clink, you can get, you know, um, I have my behind him. But anyway, they say, uh, they say Buck Smith, you know, August, uh, August 10th, 2018. Um, and then, then the, the other tag says, um, Leadville 2018, never quit. And wow. he's like, let's, awesome. let's do this for Bucky. Bucky's here. And he cling, 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 cling of the dog tags. And he put them back in his shirt. And 
you know, it was, um, that's incredible. Change things from that. that is able to, so cool, man. Bucky, Bucky got us back up and over the hill. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, Maddie just knew there's a beautiful, he went out and found the guy that did the, put the dog tags together and really just a really special story behind that. A guy that's been doing dog tags and punching them the old school way since like the since the sixties or seventies. And so it was a, just a whole deal was special made our, made every, the pain go away instantly. And the focus was right back on the mission. Um, and you know, we shed some tears up there for sure, but, but it was the good kind of tears, you know, knowing that knowing our brother was beside us and, and it definitely helped me kind of focus. So that, that, that was going to be my question is like to doing something like that where, um, and that's a, like, I think that's a, um, proof of mind over matter, like where if you can take your mind off of, or off of the pain in your legs, I can't breathe. I can't, I can't move. And now you've shifted it completely and, and kudos to Matt for, knowing the right time and the place. And I mean, to have it in that moment of where you, the year bef- year prior, you had fallen short on that, on, in that particular spot, right? Yep. About, about the same spot. spot. Yep. And then to have a, a mind shift like that. And now you were the one that was completely exhausted and uh, sucking wind and everything else. How did that feel like, okay, here's these dog tags and you, um, you know, that there's a, there's a brother in Valhalla that's right there with you right now. And how did that mind shift? You said that you're, you didn't, you, you know, you were no longer tired. And, um, is that, so you, you just kind of totally shifted everything at that point. What was that mindful trick you can share so we can use it later? I, and I know, and I wish I had, I, I, yeah, it's, it's, it was, it honestly is, is it befuddles me because I, 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 I've been trying to tap in be able to tap into this on demand. My, you know, I, I think that I've been questioning what tough tough (laughs) means and I've been, you know, you know, Hey, cause I get pissed off on these out in these long runs, especially if I'm not performing well. And I feel like I've trained hard and I can kind of shut down. I can, I can be a head case and, out there, the team that I had and the training that I did with Craig leading up, again, training based on what, what is the focus of today? What are you going to do well? What did you do? What can you work on from yesterday? What are you grateful for? Get up in the morning. What are you grateful for? What's, you know, kind of every day it's into that focus on, on the process, 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 process. Um, I, it def- There was definitely some benefit to that because I was able to just clear out all the noise. And so when, when Matt said, when Matt kind of reframed my brain, right. To get me out of the feeling sorry for myself mode. Um, Cause the truth is, is what I've learned from all these experiences. And you and Craig both know this as well is that you can always give more always, right? Like no question. And so there is no excuse that your, that your knee hurts or your body hurts or whatever else you have the ability to always do more. It's all about overcoming your brain and muscles response of saying, no, but this is a really painful. I don't want to do it. Right. And that's, that's not easy, but it can be, you can train to do that. Um, yeah, we get in like, sur- like survival stories all the time. And I, my saying is the heart's always stronger than the mind. And I, that's a uh, definite proof. If you can shift your mindset, uh, just right by those simple dog tags, but 
than to be reminded of, of somebody or something that can shift that. And now you're out of your head. Now you're, you know, your, your heart is stronger than your mind. And now you just shut that off and now it's time to do work. I think that, yeah, what, and I was, I mean, I was listening to something, but it's so true is that part of the reason why I love doing, especially these long runs, I mean, it, you know, is that I go out there and when I get in a zone, right, when I can, when I'm not feeling sorry for myself or when I, and when I can really focus, there is nothing else that I'm thinking about except for the steps, right? That I, you know, steps to my feet and the air that I'm breathing out, out, yeah. and what. And there is, I mean, that is, I think, what we're meant to feel a lot more often than we are. And so if you can, I think we have the choice from a mental standpoint, you have to train yourself, but you can say, and it goes back to like thinking of your our brothers and people that would give anything to be able to be out there sucking wind on the side of a mountain like anything. Right. And you can think about that and say, I have the choice right now. I have a choice. I can choose to back down and walk down the hill if I wanted to, or I can choose to just see what I've got. Right. And, 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 and you have that foresight that, okay, what's this going to feel like tomorrow or next week? Cause it's hurting right now. It's going to be really easy if I turn off down the back of the mountain um, or sit down or whatnot. But I guarantee you, and because I've felt it before, you push through, you're going to feel a lot better about yourself. So it's those kind of things. It's, it's, it's still, a, I'm still learning and I you know, love to hear what you guys, you know, both think in terms of small. Yeah. So we'd say that a lot of it has to do with that curiosity because you know what it feels like to sit your ass down on that mountain. You know what it likes to turn back and get in your car and go home, but you don't know what it feels like. So would you say that that's like a level of like, cause I'm all about staying curious and what would it feel like if I just stepped, you know, 10 more, well, in your case, it's like miles in mine, it's like literally steps. <laughs> but if you were to go 10 more miles or however that is, I mean, I, I love that it just how you like, created such a vision for just you're so disconnected you're just focusing on your breath your heart and like your feet on that asphalt and it just makes you feel so present yeah and, it, and that's that's the special part of this because everything is in pain you're gonna feel that way but but if you if you keep pushing through you can start getting you can start becoming a game and fulfilling unto itself but I, i'll say that honestly the, the truth is i'd love to say that it was something special i did i think that it was a no question from last year to this year was a combination of the mental work that I did with Craig, the conditioning I did with uh, my coach, with coach Robin, and then having the the squad of pacers out there this year that knew that came to take care of business, plain and simple. And it was, I mean, they were relentless in, in the best way possible. And absolutely I could not have done it. I, I don't, if I did not have them, I would not be at the finish line. I mean, Vinny, you know, Vinny Marzi, um, you know, he, he had this saying and it was in the middle of the night and I was walking off, like dozing off while I was walking and walking into a bush and, you know, kind of you know, having trouble. He wanted to do the recon shuffle and shuffle along at 13 minute miles. And I could barely turn my legs over. And, and he started saying, using the, you know, coined the term and like fixed bayonet, and, and it was the fixed bayonet on the people ahead of us. And he knew like, or he just guessed, but if he were me, might've remembered, you know, I'm competitive by nature. And, and I, of course I wanted to make him proud. I mean, he's a, he's a legend in our community and I'm so grateful. You know, the reason he took that flight late is that 
we needed him. Uh, Buck wasn't coming anymore. And we just, we, we only had two pacers at the time. And so he came last second. And anyway, I wanted to, I wanted to do good work for him, but fixed bayonet, we charged up. That was the last mountain that we climbed together. It was, you know, he, he was able just in, I don't think he had a Garmin, Craig and Andrew like that. So, I mean, I was cutting it close to cutoff times and I think he was going off intuition, which is just mind blowing. Um, you know, you guys should interview him at some point because I don't know how he did it, but there was, he never put stress on me. Hey, we got to pick it up or we're not going to make it. It was always just, Hey, here you go, Scotty. We got this. Now what we're going to do, we're going to go up this hill. You see a hundred yards. Up That's, my cool v, man. What's that? That's why he's cool V man. That's right. He keeps it cool. He keeps it cool. That's exactly right. And then my brother at the end uh, and in the middle of the race was just un- unbelievable. I mean, you know, one, you know, I am the older brother, so you know, I was trying to, and I mean, I just loved that he was out there. I think that I could be more pissed off and show my show, show be an ass if I wanted to around my brother. But he was very uh, mechanistic in terms of, hey, look, you know what you need to do? Fifteen minute miles, we got to get back at this pace. This is what we're going to do. We're going to break it up, et cetera, et cetera. And he tried different things. And uh, man, I'll tell you, walking the last two miles after we knew we made it with my, with my bro and it's yes, pretty, pretty cool stuff. So it was all the Pacers also, I guess, to answer the question, they helped distract my mind from, from the pain a little bit. I, I can't say that I, I've completely figured that out. Awesome. So now with all of this, so you, you, you reached out, you set this goal, then you, you put together your team and you, uh, um, multiple people, myself included, uh, got to be part of that, of your journey with this. Yes. Now what is next on Scotty Lehman's agenda? What do you, what do you have your sights set on? Yeah. And honestly, I, I don't want to, what do you, you want to do brother? Like that. How's this? What do you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we got LaRuda. We want to, we've been talking about doing, that's another, uh, brutal mountain bike race. Um, jujitsu. I don't, I, sounds, I don't know, jiu-jitsu, but, but I don't, I don't know that I, if my joints can take it at this, at, you know, given that I haven't really done much of it before, but it sounds like people love it. Um, so I think the, the truth is, is that I, I made a pact with my wife that if she let me let me go and that's awesome right into the next question of like how is it gonna be like how um how are you gonna get your life a little more balanced now that you've achieved your goal i know it took a lot of commitment to make that make that leadville experience happen for yourself a lot of personal commitment and a lot of sacrifice on uh being able to spend time with your family and everything else like that now it's like, how are you going to get that balance? Now, are you going to be working on that balance of, of life and making sure that you're the, you know, given, given your wife, which she needs, giving your kids, which they need and, and making yourself a little more balanced. Yeah. And I'm actually talking with somebody now about it. I've, I've have to be better. I, I've been very selfish and, and focused on my, on my goals and, and my work, my job requires a ton of my time, sometimes up to hundred hours a week. Um, and it has for years. And so I have two daughters and I've really tried to focus and, and I know how like that is the, what matters the most. Um, so I'm extremely grateful that I was given the opportunity to come back and take care of this, uh, the Leadville challenge. But I think looking ahead, at least near midterm, uh, I need to focus on, you know, not that I can't exercise, but I need to focus on any time outside of work and really trying to get home as early as I can and, 
and uh, and and be be with my family as much as I can. So so the, I'm not sure about the challenge. There will be another one at some point because I love them so much. But it's going to be, I think, maybe maybe a little bit of time before I before I embark on the next one. And I, I actually, you know, I, I'll be honest. If I can if I can figure out if I can figure out a way to spend more time with my family, then that'll be. I, mean, I don't need to necessarily do challenges, right? That'll be my we can we can do we can do them together. That'll be well, yeah, it's almost like going from a hundred hours a week to setting new boundaries for your work life, so you have more time with your kids. That could too also be a challenge because you haven't accomplished that or you haven't been able to have that life yet. So maybe that could be your challenge. Yeah, I'm an extreme personality. I think so. I'm you know, trying to. Try. <laughs> Um, I need to figure out that that's not an excuse. Uh, I, I can't, that's not going to work. And I'm sure you're, yeah. And I'm sure your sweet wife knew that before she married you. So I don't <laughs> she do much of a surprise to her. <laughs> I'm pushing toward the, the back half of my thirties that I was going to grow up and slow down at some point. <laughs> uh, so what was the, what was the commitment you made to your wife? So, yeah. So I made, I just said that through, through 2019, I would not take on an ultra endurance event. Um, and I know if she heard me saying that she would roll her eyes, she'd be like, 2019, it's going to be over and like, it's so fast. Then you're going to be back into whatever else you're going to go do. I think that I just need to prioritize. And Craig, we've talked about this. You've helped me. Um, they, it's, it's less about the event and more about the feeling. And I, and I get that. And I haven't been perfect. I need to work on that about, feeling like they're that my wife is a priority and she is, I've just always been had a million things going on, but that's not an excuse and that's not fair. So my, my goal is to focus on her, focus on family for, for the you know, next bit. And then we'll see what happens. And maybe I can get my older daughter uh, involved in some sort La Ruta here in a couple of years. <laughs> there you go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, thank you so much, Scotty. And then now it's the time for my favorite game called Just the Tip. Just so, the tip. Just the Tip. So, what's a tip that you want to leave with us and our amazing listeners? Yeah. Um, so, there's a uh, uh, there's an author. I'm just pulling this up because I love this quote that Jonathan Franzen, and he's written a book. I think was that was turned into a movie. Um, but anyway, it talks about process um, and the quote is the process will never let you down. Even when everything else does, the process is a thing you can control how you show up, the promises you've made. And so I, I love, and I think what I've learned from, from my coach and from my family and friends and from Craig is that there are two things. This one is, is have patience that it takes time to accomplish things, especially big challenges. And, um, and rushing into them, which I think I did probably a little bit last year, you kind of pay the, you can pay their, their consequences for that. I'd also say that if you focus on every day, the process of just getting a little bit better and making that day going out and, and doing the best you can at whatever you're doing that day. And again, I, I, you know, this is not something new or profound necessarily, but, but it's important and some, not something that's sunk in for me that, eventually those days add up and there's a compounding effect and you just, you notice you look back in a year and you get a lot better. And I think that there's some, there's some um, freedom to that, to just going into it a day at a time and trying to get a little bit better. So process and patience is, is what I'll leave you with. 
You have no idea how much Craig needed to hear this today. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. That's my advice coming back to myself. Yeah, awesome. you're like, this is such like a sweet moment for me. Cause I'm like, oh, that's exactly what you needed to hear. Yeah. He's been struggling with that today and not accomplishing things fast enough. And sometimes your well, wife can't say the right thing. So that quote was amazing. Yeah, I think it's just uh, when you're a serial entrepreneur like myself, you have uh, many spinning plates and sometimes those plates fall off and you have to go back to the process and pick up pick up the pieces, but always looking for constant improvement in everything. And then you're going to eventually cross that finish line. Yep. And I think my, my piece of advice for the, my tip for this podcast, knowing watching Scotty go through this and being able to be a part of it was – he picked a goal and he stayed focused on it and then did just look for that constant improvement every day. What can I do right now to make myself just a little bit better? What can I do to make my situation just a little bit better? <clears throat> so just looking for that constant improvement and uh, staying focused. So if you find that thing that you want to accomplish, now you are laser focused on it. And it's the same thing when we were becoming recon Marines. It was, you knew where that finish line was at and you weren't going to let anything stop you. And then you put the right people around you and in the places that needed to be there and everything just worked out perfect. It was the, uh, to, to reach out to me and to reach out to Vinny and Matt and have all those people in place. That was your peers that were, that is just a simple example of, putting yourself around the right people and, and those people will lift you up and take you across the, the finish line by their example. Amen. That's Amen, awesome. brother. That, you said it, you nailed it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> I couldn't have said Thank I, you. I wish I had written that down because it, it is so true. It's all about it. I just blacked out. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. Uh, What's your tip, me? Oh, um, I... I loved when you guys talked about how, I mean, just, I was kind of that stupid chick in the gym that kind of worked out until I had a little taste of coach Craig when we first started dating. And one thing that you taught me was how truly strong your heart really is. The heart is the very first organ that we ever developed. It's the oldest thing in or on our body. We're, we had a heartbeat before we had a brain. So it's literally like the oldest thing that we have. And there's actually a doctor out in Florida that's been researching a heart hormone because there's never, ever been any heart cancer. And so he's tapped into finding out and researching that hormone that we have inside of us that, that comes from our heart that will keep it from ever being destroyed. So, I mean, I try to just kind of keep that in mind whenever I feel like I'm doing something challenging. I'm just like, this isn't going to kill me because my heart is going to keep beating. So, I mean, I know that's kind of crazy, but that's like what I think about sometimes. So even when but I can't imagine the level of shutdown that your body would experience at that 40 mile mark. So I just want to congratulate you on such an amazing accomplishment. And it's so cool to hear your story. And we really appreciate you coming on and sharing it with everybody. I'm honored. I'm honored. And I love your podcast and, and what, what you both are doing. Um, the authenticity of it, I think is the, the takeaway that I just, that differentiates yourself from others. And, uh, I appreciate it and I love having you guys as friends. So anyway, thanks so much. Thank you. Awesome, brother. Thank you, man. And I love you, bro. Yeah. Love you, brother. Take care.
Talk soon. I'm not afraid. Yeah. It's been a ride. I guess I had to go to that place to get to this one. Now, some of you might still be in that place. If you're trying to get out, just follow me. I'll get you there. You can try and read.